babies. Thank you, Irene. Thank you, Irene. William. I almost said I almost said Richard, but uh, Raymond. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm good. So I don't know if you would have the same anger that I would have, but I mean, we bust your balls a lot for missing a lot of shows. And Rich, season two, he's no showed a lot. Hey man, it's summer. Everything's back open. It, it, dude, you gotta expect it, man. We all do shit in the summer. It is what it is. You have no life, so you don't really understand. That's yeah. So you, I mean, saying that doesn't really make any sense to me. It's just like this is my life right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it'll, it'll slow down in the you know once the once the winter hits. But I'm fucking jam solid this whole summer. Oh, of course, of course, of course. But yeah, I mean, so it's uh, me, Doctor Big Mac, and the Queen tonight. No Rich, he's uh, on assignment up in. He might jump in. He might. He might have to have a poop break and uh, come and join us for a little bit for a little chit chat. But uh, until then, it's just the queen and I, which usually goes pretty smooth. Usually we run through this and Bill starts. (laughs) It's because you talk a mile a minute. I just go like this and I just talk like this and I just like. That's exactly how it fucking goes. Well, I will slow it down for you tonight, Bill. Right. Slow. Great. So, Rich is not joined yet, so let's just get into it. So, welcome to the Simple Mind Sports Show, Friday headlines, July 23rd. Let's have a show, William. Damn, it's already the 23rd. Jesus. Yeah, time's flying, man. And you know what? We're talking about summer. You know what it's a great beer to have during the summer? White Birch Brewing. Went down there today, saw my friend Dave. He made me try all these new beers coming out. I have one right here, a Golden Lager, a crushable beer, 4%er. It's very good. Very, very good. So if you want to go down there, check it out. Also, when you go down there, buy a hat for you and buy a hat for your friend, unlike Bill. You know, that's just how I roll. Bill, address to get all this great stuff. Uh, four sixty Amherst Street. Great. I got mine for I got mine for free. I didn't buy him. Well, you know, I'm just trying to help out a local establishment, <laughs> so that's what I did. But he did give me a bunch of beers to try, so that's neither here nor there. So go check go check him out. White Birch Brewing, four sixty Amherst Street. Great stuff. Tell Dave the Simple Mind Boys sent you. What you have today off? No, I just got out two, and I just tooled around, got some beers. Nice. Yeah, that's how I roll. I mean, maybe if you had a real job that got you out pretty early <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah well it took me two hours to get home today so there's that yeah what was up with that traffic dude it sucked i drove by the fucking what was it the route you know when you're going up 495 you pass the connector yep. route three connector and it gives you that it gives you the time yeah it was like an hour and 10 minutes to get to the, the new hampshire border and that was like 15 miles away i'm like what Mother, fuck? yeah, that's what I was like. Fuck it. And then I had to get home, take a shower, and take a shit. You know, the usual uh, shit. Yeah, it's the usual when you get home. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, like you, Bill, I'm reading the email for the first time right now. Tell me how like, it's very pleasing. Like, well, because he gave a breakdown of time, how long you're going to spend yeah. on each subject. It's very nice. Can we do it? I just check all sports all day. So it's like, just, just give me a quick rundown. I already got a boom. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, opening up, let's go Bucks and six. Hold on, let me read it. <laughs> <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions. Giannis drops 50 points, uh, 15 rebounds, and five blocks. Single-handedly won that game and championship. Has your thoughts changed 
about Giannis in terms of a closer, a closer and a number one championship team? Is he the pl- best player in the world right now? Uh, he's got to be in the contention. I mean, 50 points, 15 rebounds, five blocks. I mean, that's got to be the best stats in a closeout game ever. I mean, yeah. he brought his game. I mean, that, that game was close for the majority of the fourth quarter. And he yeah. kind of he kind of took over, and that was it. I mean, that's – you know, the knock was him back-to-back – what, back-to-back defensive players of the years. He won MVPs, and then he just lost in the first, second round. But now you saw it. I mean, he – yeah, he didn't have to play – fucking Brooklyn or a, a healthy Brooklyn team. You know, they, they won an overtime because Durant wore a, a size half shoe too big. It's fucking I, like an idiot. But I mean, you can't, I mean, he was almost what 35 points in the, in the, the NBA finals. Like he was disgusting. He was the main reason they won. He was on his shoulders. Yeah. He's got to be top two, top three, best player in the world. And the narrative that I hate the most that like all people are talking about is that they had the easiest road to a championship and then they didn't have to play like the best team in the West, which probably been, been the Lakers. Who gives I, a fuck? A championship is a thing. goddamn he, he, championship, man. I, I don't matter how you got there. If you win, you win. You're the best in the world. And that's all that matters. You know, you beat the teams you had to, you got to the championship and like I said in the other shows, he was five and one in closeout games, now six and one, and dropped fifty points and fifteen rebounds. I mean, he single handedly single handedly put this on his back and said, "This is going to be my game. This is my championship. I'm winning it tonight." The Which whole I, series. What did he have? Three forty plus games. Yeah. And in, in the fucking series, dude. Like he, I mean, it was o two, and he dropped. He had three forty point games. And then they won four in a row. And they won four in a row. They had no stop. They Budenholzer, right? Yep. Budenholzer, whatever stupid no, name Budenholzer, is. Yeah made some adjustments. I think they put holiday on uh, Chris Paul and that in game three, and it kind of basically changed the series. And then Giannis was fucking Giannis. I mean, the games were still close that, I mean, Phoenix had a good chance to come back and win that game. And it was all Giannis down the stretch. I mean, he's disgusting. Yeah, absolutely. And was it refreshing to you to uh, root for a player and not like hoping a player doesn't win a championship, meaning Giannis and Chris Middleton, was it refreshing to like cheer for someone instead of, hating someone and not wanting them to win. I yeah. I mean, I have zero hate for Giannis. I mean, you know, I'm not a huge NBA fan, but I mean, Giannis, I mean, he's, he has fun on the court, you know, and again, he, he got past that narrative and it, it's not a super team. I mean, that's the biggest thing for me. And he said it after the game, he goes, yeah, I didn't, I didn't leave to build a super, super team. I stayed here and he slammed the table and said, fuck it. I did it or whatever it was. So, I mean, it, yeah. yeah, I mean, that's what you want to see. I mean, they haven't really, I mean, they probably overpaid a lot for Drew Holiday, but it got him a championship. You know what I mean? Toronto did that with Kawhi, and they got a championship. That's what I wish the Celtics would do. And they don't have any unlikable unlikable players like fucking Kyrie Irving or James Harden or any of those guys. Like, that's a – they're a fun team, and I I don't know. I'm not a huge Bucks fan, but it's good to see him, like, get over that hump. And now he's obviously in contention as a top three, top four, top two player in the world right now. We did the – when we did the – I took uh, him number one. You took him number one. I think Rich and I had him at four after KD, but I think if we do it next year before the season starts, he's got to be top two. I mean, there's no question. I mean, he's – what do you want, two defensive players a year and back-to-back MVPs? Yep. Uh, right? Yeah, something or like at least one MVP, but he was back-to-back defensive player a year. I mean, you know, you're not seeing a lot of big guys do it anymore. You know, the NBA is the smaller guards, yeah. the shooting, and now you have Giannis winning as a, you know, power forward center, and he's – he just keeps getting better and better every year. I mean, it's it's crazy to watch him. Now, does as a Celtics fan, let's put it on a Celtics twist on this. Does it make you angry, like wishing Tatum would have this like uh, winner's energy and attitude that Giannis has? Because all he wants to do is win. You know, he he gets pissed off when he loses. You saw that year after year when he got bounced out of the playoffs. 
And now he actually won it. And you can see that this was like a big, big accomplishment for him. But for Tatum, I just feel like every time he gets bounced, he's going to have parties with Kyrie Irving out in Brooklyn and celebrating their wins and not really caring what happens with the Celtics organization. Fuck yeah, pisses me off. He's also been bitching about two months that he lost, what, $30 million? They don't, he, doesn't give a shit. NBA, yeah. he doesn't give a shit about winning. He's all money. You know, listen to Kobe. Listen to now. He's listening to LeBron, Kyrie. Get your money. Get your money. That's all these guys were. I mean, look at Kobe. He was signing monster deals with the Lakers year after year in his later years. You know, what was his last year's making over twenty million? Yeah. You know, they they were kept signing him to basically max money. So I mean, that's you know, he was looking up to even Bradley Beal. Get your money, like all these guys. Yeah, it's all it's a money league. I don't think he gives a fuck if they're winning, and he showed it last year. It's all about his money. You're not bitching about losing thirty million dollars. The first, the, what are you gonna say? Yeah, I got to be better. You know, instead, it's like, where's my money? Where's my money? It's bullshit. It's like, fuck off, dude. You're supposed to be a franchise fucking player. And this is what you're this is what you're hearing. And it's all money to him. I don't think he cares about winning one iota. And the demeanor that he has on the court, you know, how he bitches all the time with the refs. He just has that attitude, that resting bitch face for a guy that just, you know, sulks when he doesn't get his way. And it, it really doesn't show like he wants to have the best performance just for himself, not to help his team get to that next level, in my opinion. Right, yeah, and let's see what he does with Team USA if he really wants to win. That, that team is putrid, and he should fucking – He should come home. I mean, got a hurt knee. You shouldn't be in Japan with the – Yeah, that worries break, me you know? too. I mean, that's just – these guys aren't putting themselves in a good position. You know, you, you, you guys are all bitching about the offseason and how you had too much games, and then now no one's bitching about guys going to the Olympics. It's no. like, fuck, fuck off, dude. So how does this affect Tatum and Brown or the whole NBA as a, as a whole? Does the younger wave of stars look at Giannis winning and the championship approach and change it? Or do we see more team loyalty, like like staying in one organization instead of this chasing championship kind of thing? Nope. No, I mean, they're not going to. It's all about the super teams. I don't care what anyone says. Again, you just oh, said it. And, and the narrative is they didn't have to play the best teams to win or healthy teams. I mean, the two best teams are the Lakers and fucking Brooklyn, you know, and they got banged up and they couldn't advance. So, I mean, that, no, it's all going to be about super teams because it's a player driven league. Yeah. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if, Gian, I mean, Giannis stayed there too. I'm going to sneeze. Well, also, so before, while you sneeze, if the Bucks repeat next year, do you think it's going to change things? Like if, they, if they go back to back and, you know, they're forcing the East for years to come, do you think that's going to be a thing where these younger guys coming up from college and, you know, rookies now saying, oh, shit, look, look what Giannis did. He stayed in one team. He built guys around him. He got that Supermax deal. Let's, let's try to do that. You know how everyone tries to repeat in the NBA is no one's ever original idea kind of thing, you know? Kevin Durant joined Golden State. To make that says better. To make, to them, make better. them better. That okay. says it all. That says it all about the NBA. But he's not. No matter, a, he's he's a veteran. He's been in the league for a while now. I'm saying like the younger guys. Like take no. a, take a Zion. Do you think Zion's looking at this and saying, "Shit, look what he did for Milwaukee. Should I stay in New Orleans?" No, he's already been around? rumored. He wants out too. I mean, he just yeah. got his what? The, just got a coach fired. Two coaches. He's on his third coach now. And what is this? Yeah. His third year, right? He's had a different so. coach every every year because Stan Van Gundy only lasted a year there. No, yeah. he wants fucking out too. I totally agree. I think it's the AAU narrative that they're all these te- guys want to just play with their buddies and build these super teams. And the banana well, bone yeah. bitch crew is the one that started this whole thing. And I think that's what everyone looks at. Let's let me go play with my best friends. Maybe we'll win a championship, but who cares? We'll be making max money. Well, oh yeah. Keep an eye on the Lakers and Chris Paul. That's for sure. Cause that's, yeah, that's the rumor out right now. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you stand with Tatum and Brown right now? 
Where, what do you think their thoughts are? Because I think Brown is more the kind of guy that's looking at Giannis being like, look what he did. I kind of want to mirror that. Well, Tatum, as we both agree, doesn't give two fucks. He just wants to get paid. I think they both want to get paid. I don't know. Uh, I think Brown's a different type of player. I think Brown actually wants to win. He wants to change, you know, the culture in Boston. That's why he's here. He's a big force in the culture of Boston. So I think he actually wants to win a championship for the city. Yeah, I'm sure both those guys want to win a championship. It's no, all I, it's... I honestly think Jalen Brown does. I don't think Tatum can give two shits. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, I have no. I honestly, I don't really have an opinion on it. Truth, I just don't. It's hard to say with the NBA because they're all greedy fucking cocksuckers. Yeah, you know, there's nothing more to say. That's that's how they are, and I don't know. You you just kind of ran Kyrie Irving. And basically Kevin Walker. I know they kind of wanted to get rid of him, but yeah. you know, you won again. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh those guys getting run out of town, Drew Holiday is nowhere near a close to max uh player worth five draft picks. What what's the swaps as well? It's like nine total. It's like yeah. I think it's like four first rounds and then like or five first rounds and four pick swaps or some weird shit like that. Yeah, would you give that up that compensation and pay him instead of Marcus Smart? Yeah, it's just one um it's worth every penny to win a championship. Right. I'll I think Drew Holiday's Drew Drew Holiday's a better player. You know, he oh, stays yeah. he stays fairly healthy. He can score as a point guard, he can dish it. And I think he's pretty underrated as uh, as a defender. And the the headaches that don't come. Give me I would take him. I think he would mesh well with the excuse me, with the Jays. Yeah, I think he sealed the deal for uh, game five when he had that steal against Devin Booker, too. I mean, yeah, his defense is legit. He is that kind of guy. Uh like we both said in the beginning, I would give up anything for a rental piece for one year to put up another championship and then yeah, try, fuck to, yeah. try to bring back. I mean, look how well irrelevant we've been since the last championship. I mean, we've been so close, but haven't been back. But if we had chances to get Kawhi, we didn't do it. We also had chances to get uh, Jalen Brown in a pick, I think, would have got um, Kawhi. Yeah. I, but, I mean, it. I at the time was does that i don't think that would have pushed him over the edge honestly no Kawhi no. leonard you don't think Kawhi leonard would have pushed them well over. what year was that the year he went to toronto yeah and he won the championship with toronto the Celtics had Kyrie that year gordon haywood and stuff mm-hmm. yeah they lost the but that was the year they lost the bucks in the first round right yeah, i don't know that team was so yeah maybe I think if you had another superstar, I don't think that would have the locker room would have collapsed like it did. I don't know. You hear Kawhi, he's kind of cunty out there in LA now, and he was kind of cunty in San Antonio. I mean, he's talking a lot of shit about Greg Popovich. How the fuck do you talk about Popovich? He's like the coolest guy in the fucking room. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, but CP3 lost and still is zero championships for his career. So where does CP3 land in the greatest to never win in the NBA? Let me give you some guys. Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley, Gary Payton, Steve Nash, Carmelo Anthony. All right. So Carl Malone, Patrick Ewing. Patrick Ewing should be up there too. Yep. Charles Barkley, Reggie Miller, Gary Payton has a championship. Steve Nash, CP3. Gary Payton doesn't have a championship. Yeah, he does. Miami Heat, 2006. Really? Yep. I would have uh, the obvious one look it up, but I'm not, I don't have time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'd put him at the. I'd put him right above Carmelo Anthony, and then so Carmelo Anthony's last, and then CP3's next. 
I think Steve Nash was a better player. He was a two-time MVP. Charles Barkley, one of the 50 greatest to ever play. John Stockton, same thing. Carl Malone, same thing. So, yeah, I don't I think he is. 2006, Miami Heat. No. Boom. Hey, I didn't – hey. He was on the Celtics the year before, and they, they, they traded him. And then they uh, he traded for Shaq, and then Gary Payton came on as, a, you know, one of those fucking guys that just jumped on Miami. And, yeah, championship. No shit. Gary Payton off the list. Speaking about your sons, do you think CP3 is a choking player? Is his legacy overrated and failing with Lob City, uh, City and the Clippers? Was that pretty bad? Uh, Lob City sucked. That's all they had was those three. I didn't think they were that good, and they were terribly coached. And it's the Clippers. It was just a stink of the Clippers. I don't think he collapsed this year. You know, if you want to talk about anyone, Aiton, DeAndre Aiton, and Aiton, and fucking Devin Booker went MIA after game two. Right. So you had you had the uh, ten foot white guy. And Kaminsky that was playing better in game five. What was it? Game five and six. You met him, did you? I did in Charlotte. He was a prick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, a couple, I th- couple I think, years back. Yeah. I think he is a choking player. I think it's, that's his legacy. He's going to be a very, like one of those chokers that can never win the big one. Like a Dan Marino kind of thing. You know, he has all that potential can never get to the promised land and win it, win it all. So, well, you know what? It's a good comparison. He's drew Brees without the championship. Yeah. Right, because he's got all the you know the accolades and all that. Like, what? Where do you rank Drew Brees if he didn't win the Super Bowl with the Saints or never won a Super Bowl? He's yeah. Dan Marino, yeah. Chris Paul, somewhere in that range, right? Yeah, I wouldn't even compare him to Dan Marino because I think Drew Brees before winning that Super Bowl, if he never won that Super Bowl, I don't think he would have had the accolades he had. I don't think he would have stayed with the Saints. I think the Saints would have probably traded him off. So. Yeah, but I put like John Stockton well over him. I think he John yeah. Stockton's a better player. I mean, Gary. What was our list? Because I, I I put him pretty low. I think, you know. So it's Carl Malone, John Stockton, Patrick Ewing, uh, Charles Barkley, not Gary Payton because he won one in 2006, Steve Nash and Reggie Miller and Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. Malone, Ewing, Barkley. I think about all of them. And then CP3 yeah. is right, right above Carmelo. No, yeah. And uh, yeah, I put uh, Stockton, Reggie Miller, Steve yeah. Nash. Yeah. yeah, it's probably CP3. I'm sure we're missing a couple of doozies too but oh, you know. of course of course but this is why it's called the civil mind sports show if uh chris paul does indeed go to the lakers which is heavily rumored right now next season does he become the second most hateable player in the nba obviously first would be kyrie irving no i don't think so i, I mean i don't hate chris paul i've never hated chris paul you know i just he's 30 he'll be 36 i think next year 37 did everyone Honestly, he, he wants a ring. It's, it's yeah. Obviously, I, I want, dude, that. Car, Car Malone, Car Malone went to the fucking Lakers to yeah. win a championship. And they, who was the point guard they signed to? Who's all, Gary like Payton. All, well, oh, it was Gary Payton. Yeah. So, I mean, they, they loaded up on their super team and their fucking ring chasers after the, you know, the Shaq years. And that was it. And they got fucking the, blown out. I think no one, no one shit on them. Yeah. I think they lost the first round. No one shit on them. Let them go try to go check. Try to chase a title. Fuck it. Come yeah. to the Celtics. I would take Chris Paul in a fucking heartbeat on the Celtics. He'd be the third hated player on the Lakers because obviously LeBron and Anthony Davis would be one too. But I mean, good for him. If he wants to win a ring and line up with LeBron and Anthony Davis, go do it. Yeah. I would hate him. Uh, Dever, Devin Booker and Aton. Booker looked at times like the moment was too big for him. Did you all, you obviously said that already, Bill? But yeah, I totally agree. I think being in the finals, he was like a little shell shocked deer in the headlights kind of thing at some moments. It was, it was a little too big for him. You're a terrible host. Why wouldn't you just follow up with my Devin Booker shit instead of reading it off the email? You could have just rolled right into it. Well, that's why I'm not the host, and that's why I sit in this dumb chair, so thank you. Oh, Christ. 
Nothing? No? All right. Perfect. I already gave you my fucking opinion five minutes ago when we were talking about the series, you fuck. All right. Are the Suns done? Is this a once in a blue moon kind of thing for them? Uh, yeah. I mean, they didn't, you know, they finally faced a real healthy team. I mean, they, you know, you want to talk about the, the road to the Bucks championship. Look how the road to the fucking the Suns championship would have been. I mean, they're still a playoff team. They're a good team. But if Chris Paul bolts, then they're they're back to where they were. You know, so it all it all hinges on Chris Paul. I mean, he if he opts in, I mean, it's $44 million. I mean, he might really think he can have a chance and just and win a title there. So, I mean, even the, the Lakers, I don't know if they'll – if they're not adding some pieces, they need point guard help and all that. I mean, where are the Lakers going to be? They're, they're going to be the same middling team that they were this year with an older LeBron. The Lakers need a shooter. Space Jam 2, way. by the way, such a fucking stupid movie. Oh, yeah. That's all I heard is a terrible movie. But watched yeah. it with, I watched it with the kids. I fell asleep. It was so bad. Yeah, it's one of those. I'm like, I'm remember. like, I can't. Why are you? Why are you guys watching this? Well, hopefully, when you fell asleep, you put some back to basics on. Back to basics. The CBD uh, specialty down in Rhode Island. Uh, Bill, give us a little story about what you used over there. I used a 300 milligram roller for my shoulder. Like an icy hot kind of thing. Yeah, it's like an icy hot. Yeah. Put it if on you're listening, Doctor Tom. Send me some. We need some. Bill needs some very bad, but go check him out. He's doing great things down there, Dr. Tom. It's Back to Basics. That's B-A-K, the number two, Basics, LLC, uh, the website. They have tons of stuff. I'm going to go on there and get something for my dog because my dog's a spaz. Asshole. Well, I was going to say spaz, but yeah, but they have stuff for pets. They have stuff for you. Just go check them out. Great stuff down there. Uh, the expansion draft. We knew everything by 10 a.m. yesterday, and we were talking about it, and they had this big production about it. Is that one of the most overrated things other than a real draft? Yeah, it was. I mean, again, the list came out. Everything had to be finalized by 10 a.m. So you knew all the if they were making trades or anything like that. So it wasn't – dude, it was the same thing with – what were we watching the NFL draft where it's like, oh, shit, this guy's getting picked, this guy. Like, you oh, yeah, hear you do all it on Twitter. Shit. Yeah, you do everything. You knew it all. It's, it is what it is. That's why I don't, I don't really care to watch a lot of this shit. I mean, the, you know, us watching the draft was fun, but it was like – Well, yeah, because we were wasted. Yeah, but, you know, it's – who cares? I didn't tune in one second of watching that. Once I knew who the fucking the Bruins lost, it was like, okay, plan and, B. And who was that, know? Bill? Why don't you tell Jeremy, Jeremy Lozon. That was actually the first pick they, they took. Well, that's because, I don't know if you listened to it, but they went by divisions. Yeah, it doesn't matter. He was and his first by, name and, called. And they went alphabetical order, so Ooh. Bruins were number one. It was his first name called, whatever. But either way, that hurts the Bruins. It's, it's depth. You kind of hope they took Connor Clifton, even yeah. Nick Ritchie, who they stupidly added, you know, yeah. qualified offer today. But yeah, it hurts. You need depth there. You need you need to you need to get a real shutdown defenseman back in here. I mean, that's the you had the biggest problem last year was a left shot defenseman, and you just lost one. I mean, that was kind of the worst case scenario. Yeah, you know, you know, there was a lot of rumors. You had you had Connor Clifton on a million bucks, but. You know, that sucks. They need the depth. And I, I don't hate Lazan. You know, defensemen do take a little bit of time to develop, especially in the pro game. He showed some potential, but it kind of sucks. And it's the same thing with Vegas. They took Colin Miller a few years ago. They couldn't protect – Bruins couldn't protect him. He was a nice little defenseman. They got back, I think, the Luchik trade. So Now, uh, the Kraken didn't do what Vegas did, and we were talking about this as well. They did a totally different thing. You know, no trades, no nothing. They just went out and signed all these – Guys, no carry price. Uh, the guy from St. Louis, uh, 
Tarasenko. Tarasenko didn't sign him. They passed on all these big name guys that we thought they were going to go after and kind of build a big roster and just start trading pieces and assets for draft picks, but they didn't do anything like that. Currently they're ninth in defensive spending, spending $21.125 million with a contract pending for Vince Dunn, which will bring it that up. So yeah, I think Dunn's going to sign for like five, five and change. I, I believe it's right around uh, there. So let's just call it 26, 27 million that they're going to spend on def- defense. Why are they going so defensive heavy? You think up there in Seattle, young goaltending, you know, was it Dragger? Dragger out of Dra- Chris Dragger, Dragger yeah. out of, of Florida. Florida, and um, Vanacek from Washington are pretty young goalies. I think this is uh, Drager's first year up. Basically, starting he started what twenty five games, twenty eight games this year. Yeah, you know, so it's and that young. Is so let me interrupt you real quick. So signing those two guys, that's only four point two million dollars in net. Yeah, I mean, it leaves like you know, if you think about their cap space, I actually don't hate it. I mean, a lot of the names, truthfully, I don't know a ton about, you know, they passed on a lot of good players like Goudreau from down there from Tampa, who I kind of wanted the Bruins to be after. And, you know, they grabbed him. He's probably your best guy, but now, you know, Landis Gog out of Colorado is rumored to be looking there. I mean, they got a lot of money to spend. They're in the the Bruins territory with money. 28 million, I believe. Yeah. Or 29 million, 29 million as far as cap spits. So it's, it's nice to see that. I mean, it was a lot changed. They put a lot of restrictions on the the way things with Vegas did. If Vegas would like teams were paying Vegas better players to not draft certain players in the draft, and Vegas was all for making those trades. And you know, they bought low on a lot of bad contracts, and you know, they went to fucking what game five of the Stanley Cup Finals yeah. in their first year. So they they kind of put the kibosh on that a little bit. And you kind of saw it and, you know, it's Ron Francis. I mean, you know, Vegas isn't your typical expansion team when they kind of got blew right into it. I mean, Vegas, it seems like Seattle's going to take the, the small approach. And I, I don't, I think that's why you didn't see Carey Price. That's fucking ridiculous contracts. Well, five did you for also 50. hear too that Montreal didn't give him the physical or the. Yeah. He's going to have hip and hip and back. knee surgery. Oh, I thought oh, it was bad. It's, I th- thought it was either way he's having two surgeries one of them is his knee and it's either a hip or his back so he's having surgery and the nhl might crack down on them for being assholes about it he just agreed to waive his no no trade because they knew no one would fucking take him so i mean uh, yeah it's it hurts the bruins definitely losing larzon that's for sure what do you think they're gonna do to fill that role it's not on the email i'm just gonna free suitor i would hope you know suitors available keith yandel's available i mean that's two young guys yandel's yeah, no, the Bruins have been flirting with for a couple of years. I mean, he's really kind of fallen out of favor in, in Florida. They just bought him out. You know, yeah. he's 35, 36. He only averaged 16 minutes ice time. I mean, he plays every game, but he's, you know, he's definitely a declining player, but it's two veterans. You could probably bring in and cheap. I, I, you know, I would pay whatever to get Suter. Honestly, if you're in, you're pretty good, especially with Krejci needs to kind of figure out what he's going to do. Yeah. He hasn't gave the Bruins any word. So there's, you know, he might go play in the Czech Republic and kind of finish his career out. Yeah. It's very quiet from his camp. I heard the, the no, there's cr- it, no one saying if he's coming. Yeah. Back. It's, it's cricket. So now you just got the Taylor Hall hall deal done uh four years 24 well, million well, let's stop you right there so yes going on let's talk about bruins taylor hall is back at four years 24 million dollars six why don't you just eight. let me fucking roll because i don't think his market had much to do uh with this i think it was a lock deal that he was coming back a handshake deal uh after the kraken made their picks that he was coming back so do you think this is a good signing i mean you thought he was going to go for what seven eight million dollars a year i thought he could get seven ish seven eight somewhere in that range you know and i just think that 16 games 
get eight goals and what and four what do you have, fourteen points, eight goals, six assists, and, and you know that's if you you do the math, it's about forty one goals pace, you know, and it really looked like he meshed and he and he was motivated. So yeah, I mean he could have. There's guys that have, you know, Bruins were what ninth or tenth with twenty nine million bucks. I know there's some bad teams, but. Yeah. And if he, if he really wanted to chase the money, he probably would have got it. He got $8 million last year from Buffalo. I say what you want about Buffalo, but that 16 games probably propelled him, you know, to probably more Luke and a Rothfitter. But yeah, he came to the Bruins. He said it from fucking day one that, you know, this is where I hope I can stay for a few years and four years, 24 million. I mean, that's a, that's a steal for him now. He, I mean, you think of their top contracts with Patrice Bergeron's like six, eight pasta, six, six, Brad Marchand, six, three. And now you have him rolling in at six. You know, that's, that, that still gives you a lot of money. You're probably 21, $22 million right now. So, or 20 million, somewhere in that range for a salary for guys. So, I mean, you can address your, you need to address at least three defense left shot defensemen now. So, I mean, that's where the money needs to go. Suter is the guy that you need to pay. You know, you could probably give him four or 5 million on a two, three year deal and see what happens. I mean, he's still going to log quality minutes. I mean, he's not the offensive guy he was, but you could slide him right next to Charlie McFoy. I mean, that should be their number one target right now. And then you're just going to plug and play what you can find on the, you know, the third line, your two to $3 million range guys that, that are going to add value that could chip in 10, 15 goals, you know, and especially if, if you lose Krejci, you're just going to slide Coyle right up there in the second line. Yeah. And I don't know if you heard Sweeney today too, saying that he has to get a veteran goalie for that Tuka's not going to come back. Tuka hasn't had surgery yet. I guess it's next week, maybe, but you're no, supposed to get it back Friday. Tomorrow. No, they're saying it's next week now. All right. They, well, yeah, the, the, when it came out this morning, Thursday as a recorder was tomorrow, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's not coming back till February. You definitely got to get someone. Yeah. Cause Swayman needs someone to back him up for a while. And I think in the, gonna... in the problem is too, uh, Dan Vladar, he has no waiver. He has, if you send him down to Providence, he's got to clear waivers. So you might lose him. Yeah. So, I mean, they might be inclined to just keep the two rookies for a little bit and see what happens, but you got to bring someone in. Even if you just kind of keep him on the roster to just sit upstairs. Do you use Vladar for trade bait then? I, I probably would. I, you know, I think uh, Swayman showed that he's the future. I mean, of Vladar, you know, he's had some really good, he had a couple good games. I think he started what, what four that? games last year and he what gave up eight, eight goals. Nothing, yeah, eight nothing game. It, it was eight, two or whatever it was to uh, Washington on that. I think right before the trade deadline, the yeah. Sunday before. Oh, yeah. Cause we thought, Oh shit, there you go. <laughs> eight goals and see you later. Back your bags. Yeah. So, I mean, you could, you know, him and him and DeBrusque, I mean, maybe that's a guy that you can kind of package with DeBrusque and kind of get him out of here. I who mean, I don't want to, who would you want to go get? Like, who is a left shot defenseman that you would use to go trade for those two guys? I got to look at the market. I'm not 100% sure what's available. I mean, but I can don't you think. Could you get like a top defenseman, you think, for that? <sighs> probably. No, probably not. What about flipping those guys and send them to Buffalo for Eichel? No, that's not going to get it done. Well, obviously, you'd have to throw a couple more pieces in there, but I mean, the rumor for Eichel is they want what's this basically four first round draft picks, whether it's players and picks for for Jack Eichel now, you know. And then they said, I read something that was it was kind of updated yesterday that where they said they dropped their asking price a little bit, but the rumor is they're looking for basically three, yeah. so they want a under twenty five top six forward and under twenty five year old top four D defense and then prospects and draft picks. There's only a few teams that could do it. New York Rangers. It sounds like they're hard after him and the flyers. It sounded like they just kind of jumped in there too, but yeah, the Rangers, I mean, I think the only guy off limits would be the number one pick from this year. Oh, La frontier or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Name. Whatever his name is. Yeah. So, I mean, he didn't even that, do well. Did he for New York this past year? He's like 18, 19. I mean, give him time. He'll develop. I think he had, 
I don't even remember. I didn't even look at his stats. I don't think it was anything to write home about. But like you said before, Bruins heavily involved with uh, signing Ryan Suter. Joe Thornton had six points his rookie year, and he's still playing. So, Oh, yeah, he's also 50 years old. Uh, Bruins reportedly heavily in on Ryan Suter. Do not wait. Get this guy immediately to pair him with McAvoy. It gives you a competitive decor for the next couple of years. It also allows McAvoy to continue to grow. Have to keep adding defensive depth. Third-line winger slash veteran goalie. Is that what you think that need to do? Obviously, you said something along those lines. Yeah, I mean, it looks like, uh, honest to God, it looks like right now your third line would be essentially Coyle, Nick Ritchie, and Andre Kashik. And depending on where you want to slide DeBrusque, I mean, maybe DeBrusque in that right wing role, but Jesus Christ, yeah. Does that does that look sound like anything to write home about? You hope you can kind of trade trade Nick Ritchie, maybe use him as trade bait at this point. But, yeah, you need to – you know, you're bringing Lazar back. But, yeah, why I think Wagner's a free agent. Corrales a free agent. You know, Jake DeBrusque's in limbo. Andre Kashuk's probably never going to play again. I don't know why they fucking <laughs> they offered him a contract. His head's point five million dollars. Two two point six. Actually. Oh, two point six. No shit. Two point six. Two million for an offer sheet too. Holy shit. So I mean, I'm assuming, and we're all assuming Krejci's back on to, to kind of anchor that second line. So your top two lines are full. After that, I mean, Charlie Coyle and a bag of pucks, and Curtis Lazar and. You know, a dumpster cunt. I don't next think Krejci's coming back. I mean, if your camp's not no, talking but to I mean, the organization, guy, yeah, there's guys like Paul Statsy's out there. You know, you could probably plug in a, a nice veteran that could give you something. And again, I think that you could kind of really lean on Charlie Coy. I'll give him a little bit of credit last year. I think he played with like a broken kneecap or some fucking ridiculous injury. That's pretty. You know, I'm hoping I'm going to chalk it up to a shit ass season to COVID and a fucking whatever he had wrong with his knee because he hurt it in training camp and he played the whole season where they had surgery right after they lost. So I'm hoping for a bounce back for him. I've always liked Charlie Coyle, but, uh, you know, he pissed me off last year because he was a fucking bum. But he's always been one of my favorite Bruins. I like the guy, but yeah, you need it. He's got the fucking talent. Get him on a line with Hall and, Hall and um, Craig Smith, who they look uh they look like they had some chemistry earlier in the year before Hall really went up to that second line. So. I mean, I'd be if he could. Charlie Coyle can bounce back. That's you got your two solid lines are are stacked. But your third and fourth line, you have Lazar, Kashik, Nick Ritchie, and Jake DeBrusque in some order of shit. <laughs> well, Bill, I'm I'm sure you're pretty glad talking in the end of July still hockey right now. So that must be yeah. So let's keep the happiness rolling on. Your our Boston Red Sox or the Boston Bombers, maybe you want to call them because they're smashing the ball in Buffalo. Uh, they win again, seven to four against the Blue Jays. The Sox love hitting in Buffalo, 11 home runs in two games. And Garrett Richards, five strong innings. Bill, your thoughts on the uh, series with Toronto? I mean, it was good to get a two-game sweep again coming back after New York. You got another four-game series with New York tonight. Sorry, to losing, losing one, nothing. one nothing right now. So, I mean, yeah, it's good. You know, you, Richards looked good. He got kind of lit up there in the second, uh, sixth. Uh, Vlad Guerrero had an opposite field um, bomb, if that's what you want to call it, or a fucking rocket. I was at the, the, I was at the bar last night watching that. I was like, holy shit, that kid's got fucking power. Dude, he's a stud. That was his 32nd home run of the year. So, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, good bounce back. Toronto's like, again, their offense is legit. Garrett Richards, okay. You should, you shut him down. Great. You know, I think he still sucks. Oh, I don't expect But it's nice to ex- see him play well for once. Yeah. And I, I expect it to not continue. Of course not. You got, you, got, you got Chris Sale coming back up. Obviously, he did another rehab start. Coming, he has another rehab start, right for Triple Eight. Uh, yeah, he's with the Sox right now, but he's probably going back down to Double A to oh, get another start. Yeah, probably probably next week. Yeah. 
Okay. So yeah, he's coming back. Trade deadlines next week. So hopefully the Sox can make some moves because that pitching rotation ain't going to cut it come playoff time. So yeah, John Tomasi thinks Garrett, uh, Garrett Richards is going to lose his rotation spot to Chris Sale and it makes a hundred percent awesome. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. The I, I just got, uh, I just forget. Just got brain dead for a second. Hey, that's it. Felt like you. I was going to say, I have those all the time. So, yeah. I mean, uh, so, yeah, like you said, Red Sox and Yankees playing right now. It's Thursday as we record. They're losing one nothing. Uh, Tanner Huak gets to start uh, for the Sox, uh, and they move to a six-man rotation. Is that correct? I don't know if it's 100%. It sounds like a spot start for now. We'll see what, what kind what of move. That's what I thought so, too. I thought it was just It just seems start. like a spot start to kind of give these guys a little bit more rest. But, again, you know, they've been talking about it. There's been talks. It kind of keeps the guys fresh a little bit. Yeah. But not all these little baby back bitch pitchers like the six-man rotation. I think the real thing is maybe you get to it till Chris Sale comes back. But I think it sounds like, you know, if he's pitching this good, he's hitting 98 on the gun. But is you he going to go back into the full rotation or is he going to be? Yeah, I think so. Think so? Yeah, they didn't, they're not ramping him up like this to be a bullpen guy. You know, you're going to start seeing his uh, pitches get up there. Yeah. I wouldn't be – he went three innings, three and two-thirds. I expect him to probably be in that four to five range, you know, somewhere in there. And then I expect him to make at least two more starts. I said five starts total going before he comes back, and that puts him right on, t- right on track to come back the first week, second week at August where, you know, that's where the playoff push is going to be. You saw Tampa coming up now. They just – traded today for Nelson Cruz to spark their offense. That's a big bat coming over. He's got 19 jacks at 270 okay. right now. And I think he's got like 270 plate appearances from Minnesota guy plays every day. I get it. He's a DH, but he can still mash at 41, 40, 41 years old. And Is you know, they gave old? up. Yep. Yeah, he's that old. They gave oh, up shit. their couple top 10, one top 10 prospect, two top 15 prospects, the number 14 pick and the number 10 overall prospect in Tampa system. So, I mean, they're going for it. They're still a game and a half, two games back. So, I mean, they're right there. So it's important. You got to take three out of four from the Yankees. You can't fucking, you can't see what happened last week when you lost their triple A team. That's for fucking damn sure. That's for damn sure. So yeah, it'll be interesting weekend with the Yankees always. So, and you go to the game Sunday. I am going to the game Sunday. Yes. And he's going to get video content for us and we'll have that out on the website or social media, whatever. So uh, the Olympics, as we record Thursday, we release this on Friday, opening night. I'm so confused by Olympics because there's already games being played. It makes no fucking sense to me. Like, it's just confusing. Like, I watched softball the other day. Softball was on. But yet, nothing's been happening. But uh, it's this shit show. Ray, we're actually running out of time to talk about no, women's soccer. No, we're not. No, we're not talking about women's soccer. We're talking about the director of the opening ceremonies fired for making a Holocaust joke in 1998. Who gives a fuck, dude? It's uh, not, I'm so I'm so tired of these guys getting canceled for shit they said almost 30 years ago. Like, get over it, dude. Man. It was a different. It was different fucking time up back then. It was who gives a shit? It's comedy. It's cancel, it's cancel culture, baby. It's comedy, dude. Like, I feel like nothing like in comedy unless you're a blatant fucking racist, right? Like, it's comedy. People are, are supposed to laugh about this shit. Like, who gives a shit? It's a fucking joke. He's doing it in a comedy show. It's not like he's saying it to his fucking friends. I, right? didn't, even hear about, like, I didn't even hear about this. It was, he was a comedian. He was doing it in a comedy show. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> you have to read the story on it. He did it in a fucking comedy show. Wow. And, and a joke he made on stage yeah. in a comedy show in 1998. God, what, he got fired? He had to resign? It's horse shit. Like, I'm so sick of the cancel culture. It was almost fucking 30 years ago. Get over it. Don't say that. That makes me feel old as shit. Saying it was 20, what, 23 years ago? It was 1998, 23 years ago. Yeah. And he's like, dude, up. it's fucking 
Get over it, dude. Everybody, you want... How much shit do you think we'd get fucking canceled for if they went back to 1998 on us? Oh. <laughs> I remember me and uh, Brian Dion got in trouble because we sexually harassed some girls at a dance and we didn't know it because we were so young at the time. Like, we're seven... Hey, 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 no names. Oh, beep. Uh, 836. Don't worry. I'll tell Rich. He'll beep it. But yeah, it's stupid shit we've done. Everyone does stupid shit. You shouldn't get in trouble for it. I mean, your past is your past for a reason. But again, it's one thing when you're like... What was the joke? Do you know the joke? No. Yeah, me neither. I have to look it up. No, Let's... and I think they loosely translated it from Japanese. I can't read whatever the hell that is. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. So, you know, and then it's like... Hit, hit translation and it's like what the fuck it doesn't even make sense like, yeah it sounds like the interpreters for um when dice k was here and it's like the a couple words yeah yeah. it's like dude he didn't say that Come yeah on. <laughs> he's talked for like five minutes straight he goes yeah, yeah things are good <laughs> yeah things are good we're great yeah. it's awesome to win <laughs> yeah <laughs> he didn't say that but uh sorry bill we have to talk about it. u.s women's soccer team loses for the first time in 44 straight matches to we're sweden. out of time no we're not sweden we're out of time Nope, Sweden takes down the best soccer team in the world, and I love it. Megan Rapino, take that. You fucking want to say how bad this country sucks and talk all this shit about how America is, you know, the worst place to live. Well, guess what? You guys just got fucking lost. You lost to Sweden. I love it. First game. First game of the Olympics. You lost. Love it. Bill, thoughts? Go sports. Yay, love sports. Woo! Oh, come on. You don't have a thought about this? The women that have been trashing America, they fucking go out there and get embarrassed the first fucking game. Is- I trash America all the time. Who gives a shit? Oh, I just love it. I, I can't stand Megan Rapino. I've said it before. I honestly Rich, don't Rich like her. She's a, she's a Victoria's Secret model now. What? Yeah, look it up. I will not look that up because that will make my boner I didn't not s- even come up. I didn't see it. I just saw the headline. Her and someone else. Her wife? Does she have a wife? Ooh, is it Alex Morgan? No, it's not her. She's uh, married to someone that's pretty hot. Who's Megan Rapinoe married to? But she's pretty hot. Um, I'll have to go to the Google machine after this to check it out. Go to your spank bank and look it up. Oh, it wouldn't be in there because I don't have her in my spank bank. So thank oh, you Oh, yeah, much. you do. She kind of looks like Kelly. Megan Rapinoe? <laughs> just kidding. I was going to say, no fucking way. That was just a double burn on you and your wife. <laughs> thank you. But uh, I don't know. I hope uh, USA gets bounced. I hope USA just gets bounced the whole fucking Olympics. What did Rich say on this? Nothing. Just said Ray question mark. Oh, yeah. Who gives a shit? We're out of time anyways. Fuck soccer. All right. We're out of time. Uh, Catch us on Sunday for our Sunday social. Uh, This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show Friday headlines, July 23rd. I'll see you Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He didn't even make an appearance. Hey, I think we even kept it right at 40 minutes. We did. We did. He's going to be very happy with us. And I don't think we had one beep. Well, I have to beep the name drop. (laughs) Who gives a shit? Well, it is sexual harassment. It is Me Too, so maybe I want to beep that name. Maybe we should just cut that. Maybe Rich should just leave a long pause. No, we'll say it was all good. (laughs) It'll be good. Yeah, there was no beeps in there. Go for it. You're at some stupid-ass wedding that you don't want to be at anyway, so fuck it. Who the fuck has a four-day fucking wedding celebration? Wait. Yeah, four-day fucking wedding celebration. I took five days off of my best friend's wedding. What? Yeah. 
Well, that was more personal because I knew we were getting fucked up for five five days. 